show right now. I love that. I love that. You share it. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us on the Fight Left Feast Network. Of course, Pastor Toby, hey. Chuck Knox, the water boy. We also have Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant Governor of Idaho, Janice McGeehan. It's McGeehan. You said it right. I said it right. Way to go, McGeehan, on, on the show with us. Yeah, I got it. That's amazing. <laughs> I worked so hard on that name recognition, so good job. Yeah, thank you, thank you. If you guys uh, want to support Rowdy Christian Media, join the club. I'm also working on kind of entry-level pricing for people to join the club. We haven't talked to Toby about this yet. This is how they do it. We, do, we do business meetings on, on, oh, online, nice, on air. Just, on on air. air. Yeah. I, I have something to do with this, but I wasn't going to do it like this. I wanted to talk to you first. I'm, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to vote, vote no. Yeah. Well, see, I got to present these things to you guys on the air because you always vote no against me. Trust me, you want to vote yes on this one. So, Definitely want to vote I bring yes. it on the air. Okay, well, we'll talk about that a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Do you have anything else to say? Or am I, am I in no, You can okay, go. All you right. can go. Janice McGeehan is Idaho's lieutenant governor. Janice is a former state representative from 2002 to 2012. She's also a successful business owner from Idaho Falls who, along with her husband, Jim, own and operate multiple businesses in the automotive industry with stores in Idaho Falls and Boise. Janice served as the first vice state chair for the Trump-Idaho State Committee and as a Trump delegate to the 2016 Republican National Convention in Cleveland, Ohio. Janice graduated from Skyline High School in 1981 and received her BSBA in finance and accounting from the University of Arizona in 1985. She's a member of the First Presbyterian Church of Idaho Falls and enjoys skiing, hiking, and traveling. Janice, thanks for coming back on CrossPolitik. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's good to be back here. I hope you notice my Trump bling that I'm... <laughs> yes, I was very offended by that. Thank you. <laughs> so are you at home? Are you in, are you in Idaho Falls? Uh, I'm not in Idaho Falls right now. I am at home. We do have okay. a home uh, cabin elsewhere. Got so it. that's where I'm at today, getting some things done around the house. You're just too. quarantining? But- <laughs> yes, I'm self self isolating in my house. Let me let me thank you all to to begin with. Thank you for starting our our meeting off with a prayer and guidance from God. And I think that uh, that's so important that we remember that in these difficult times, because people get so angry and frustrated and and stressed out that they lash lash out at each other. And I've seen a lot of that lately, and and it's really unfortunate that that's what's happening but i i do appreciate your focus on following god and and honoring each other honoring his direction in our lives and doing what we can to help spread love and good news to the people of idaho yeah i led a liberate moscow protest here um last monday night or two monday nights ago you didn't get arrested and the letters to the editor like the following weekend were just like all ad hom attacks no, no logical like responses to me. Yeah. It was it was pretty disappointing. And and at, <laughs> and at that rally, you actually led the rally in praying for our city council. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they would. Have I was wisdom. like, I want to honor our city council. I, I want to pray for them and all that stuff. It's crazy. And, yeah. It's crazy. So, uh, Janice, how have you just give us a big picture? How are you viewing the threat of the coronavirus in the state of Idaho? Well, I it's a dangerous uh, disease. Um, we need to be very careful and cautious as we deal with this and we need to do all I agree that we need to do all that we can to protect our frontline workers the elderly and those who are compromised health wise but I also believe it's important that we protect our economy and I don't think that those two 
goals need to be mutually exclusive. So you've been, I, you've been I, very vocal in opening back up the economy. Why, why is that? Well, <laughs> it's uh, business is what makes the world go around. And everything that we do, our public education system, all levels of government, city, county, state, federal, is all dependent on our economic activity. It's, it's what has what singles us out from the rest of the world in America, the free market and the prosperity, the individual being able to provide for themselves and their families and not be dependent on the government. And I, I believe that maybe this is why we're seeing a lot of angst out there is because it really illustrates the divide between the two diff th different thought processes. Those who believe in the free market and the prosperity of the individual and pulling ourselves up from the bootstrap and those who want us to be more dependent and reliant on the government. So, so you're, you're basically, if Governor Little leaves, leaves the state, you're kind of an intern governor. If, if, so there, you're, you're basically second in command in the state of Idaho and, yes. and Governor Little has been supportive of all these measures and you have seen to be um, against him in this in this resolution, um, uh, how do you balance that um, that loop? Well, I've been trying my. I will say, you know, I the, our governor is at at first he was when he was asking the residents of Idaho to to participate and asking for our assistance and giving us guidelines. I think that was entirely appropriate, and I was doing everything I could to help facilitate that message. But as soon as he issued the citation under the code that declares the emergency, and it is a citation to um, martial law, that's what maybe a lot of people don't realize, that wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary to do that. And also when you look, when you consider the difference between what the governor's actions have been and President Trump's actions, President Trump has issued recommendations, suggestions, yeah. guidelines. Mm -hmm. President Trump never did mandate that we all stay in our house mm -hmm. for for a month or two months. Mm -hmm. And President Trump never did declare that certain businesses should be shut down. And that's, we had a rally over the weekend. It was uh, all jobs are essential rally. And somewhere along the line, the, the department, director of department and health and welfare decided to define which businesses were considered essential mm. and therefore which employees were in considered essential. And I don't know where they came up with this because the guidelines that came from the Department of Homeland Security simply said that it was an effort to recognize critical infrastructure and say that we need to do what we can to protect the workers in those industries. It never the directive never said that any if you don't fit into this structure that you should be shut down. Huh. And there's there's a big difference yeah. between them. Now, um, as I understand it, uh, Governor Little is operating off um, Idaho, Idaho Code Section 46 to declare the, the authority that he has. But then he handed through that resolution, he handed the directive over to the Department, the Director of Health and Welfare, and um, under the director of health and welfare affairs code, he's operating off of the definitions of what uh, quarantine and isolation are 
under under those the the I think it's code fifty six uh, section fifty six I think right. that's what it is or maybe section fifty four, uh, and but it specifically defines quarantine and isolation as uh, isolation is is those who are sick or um, potentially are infected, and then quarantines defined as specific locations of where an outbreak's occurred. So to me, that seems to limit uh, the resolution or to, to limit their ability to do such a draconian um, resolution that they've done now or draconian sheltering that they've done now. Am I reading the code wrong on that? No, or? You're no, you're not. And they're two, two different citations of the code. One is the, the declaration of the emergency, which declares mm-hmm. police power and martial law in the state of Idaho. What that does is it does grant, give the governor the, a lot of power to exercise mm-hmm. statutes you know, that he normally wouldn't have the authority to do so, right. especially when the legislature is out of session. The other citation is is what you stated in relation to issuing a quarantine order, which is a quarantine is that you, you assign that to people who are sick right. or people who have been exposed. It's not um, a quarantining everyone in the state of Idaho. Right. So how, so how do we think about that? Because you know, I'm, I'm leading a rally, as I've already know, um, uh, told you, on for Friday at noon down at Boise, a Liberate Idaho rally, uh, and so that's one of my contentions in this is that um, this is actually unconstitutional what's happening here in Idaho, and that I don't want this to be precedent for the future. What if you know? What if actually a real threat comes? How much more draconian could they could they be? And all this, so so the uh, my question is: this being an unconstitutional order, how do we go about communicating that um, and rectifying and it. rectifying yeah, it? Looking you know, f- looking down the road in the future to see how exactly. in the world we make sure this doesn't happen again. Well, I think that what you're we all have a, an opportunity now. The order is set to expire on Thursday, the thirtieth of April. So we all have an opportunity to continue to make a plea to our governor to lift this order, lift the order, lift the oppression that's settling all across the state, and then ask us as citizens to help with this, with this concern in our community and help ask us to help. We can still follow certain guidelines that are coming from the CDC, limit the um, interaction with people, practice good hygiene, do the social distancing. I think it's still appropriate to, to quarantine some people that are um, exposed, as I said, exposed or or sick, but um, but it shouldn't apply to all of us. And so I think what you're through your efforts and mine and uh, many other people, this more people are across the state are recognizing the uh, how important it is that we get this economy and businesses back open and allow people to interact and just live life but yet follow the same same some safe practices what do you think legislators should be doing when they get back in session about what has happened yeah i think the legislators need to address the section of code Mm. that gives there should be some limits placed on that authority of the governor and there should also be another provision that says that who can call the legislature back into session. 
mm. when they're when they are out of session. Right now, right. it says only the governor can do that. In other states, there are other provisions to allow the legislature to act and come back into session. So I think they need to do, address that section of code. You know, we're we're a Republican state. Um, we're a conservative state. Conservatives. Uh, at no, least used to Republican. Em- <laughs> a, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we at least used to emphasize individual responsibility. Why haven't we been encouraged to exercise individual responsibility, wisdom, and care and concern through all this instead of having the government tell us what to do? It's it's mind boggling to me. I'm really struggling to understand. I think it's fear. Perhaps you know that's the only thing I can think of is yeah. that this has gripped us so much. The fear of this has gripped us so much, and. And that's why, as a Christian, we we don't live our lives based in fear. Amen. We need to we need to proclaim our our liberty, our freedom, be responsible, but not allow fear to grip us. And perhaps that's what has been causing this for all of, for people, the majority of people, to just follow along like sheep and not even question. You know, if anybody anybody questions what's happening today, then we're all branded as being extreme and heretic. I've yeah. been challenged yeah. being, you know, why are you the Lieutenant governor not supporting the governor? Um, well, first of all, I'm a cons- duly elected constitutional officer right. elected by the people of Idaho. I report to the people of Idaho. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the governor and I agree on everything. And when we do disagree, I will speak my mind. Yeah. Um, I want to, that's actually part of my question was, have you had a chance to communicate with the governor and what have those conversations been like? I guess part of me, I've lived in Georgia before I lived in Minneapolis before I lived in, I lived in a lot of few places. I'm looking right now and I'm saying, well, I see so much freedom here in Idaho and yet I see Georgia beating us <laughs> to opening. Mm. And so I'm yeah. wondering, you know, uh, within and that. They, and they have a lot more cases and they, of coronavirus. And, and they've been a lot worse, absolutely, than we've been in, in this. And so I'm just kind of surprised of, like, why are we not open? And I guess the two questions here. What has your conversations with the governor been, if you've had any? And then why in the world are we getting beat by Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I messaged the governor just last week because, again, according to our president's recommendations of, of reopening our economy across the country, the guideline says if you if you see if you have 14 consecutive days of of reduced you know lowered cases going down 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 and you can look at the cases we we spiked in March 20th something like that it is it is like yeah. minuscule now right. and so from that date to where we are today we definitely meet the 14 day guideline so I messaged Governor Little and I said look Governor we happy oh happy day we meet these guidelines from from the president, you could right now today declare that we're in phase one of reopen. Yeah. I didn't get a response from that. To be totally honest with you, at this point, the um, relationship between the governor's office and my office is is tense. To oh, say. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, made, I've been, but but it's not. I'm not the only one that has been concerned about the people that the governor surrounds himself with and who he's listening to, who he's taking advice from. It's, I, I hear the same from members of the legislature and that's just not, that's not uh, my style of management. I, I think that it's good to bring a lot of people in and hear a lot of different perspectives. So um, 
it's 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 a tense relationship right now it i over a period of weeks yes i was i have been involved in getting receiving daily updates from the governor's staff but i've never been a part of of the decision making circle my advice has never really been asked for it's never sure. been taken and over several weeks where i would ask important questions like we had a the company percussion air in sandpoint that was making ventilators 3000 they sent to california and they wanted to donate 100 ventilators to rural idaho hospitals i still did not ever get a, a, an answer to the question of which hospitals need it in idaho and where where we need to send these i never huh. thought that wow. answer from the governor's office i i've asked other questions about how they're reporting on testing and casing and reporting deaths. I've asked questions about the use of virtual online to schools. And yeah. I've, to this day, I still don't get responses. So um, it's, it's been, it's very, well, it's tense right now. Well, you know, I've written the governor twice and I haven't heard anything back either. So y'all so, in the same boat. So I don't, I don't feel so bad. He's, well, he's, <laughs> he didn't even write back the Lieutenant governor. Uh, Janice, uh, we had Representative Heather Scott on the show a week or so ago, and, and she's been pretty outspoken about her, um, I don't know what you want to call it. She, she, she's not very happy about all this. <laughs> and, um, and she just encouraged Idahoans to stop asking whether they were essential businesses or not and just go about their business. Um, you're a business owner. Your family's involved in various businesses in the state. What is your counsel and advice to businesses or even churches? Well, again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, what I think we should all do as, as citizens at this point is petition our governor and, and plead with him to lift this isolation order after Thursday. And then, and then ask us as citizens to help to cooperate and practice certain safe guidelines. The reality is that, um, more people, I mean, it's ha already happening all across the state where right. more com more businesses are opening. Some of them, I think, are opening because they're learning more about these guidelines that were put out by the Trump administration. And mm -hmm. they're realizing that they fit in to these definition of critical infrastructure. Right. And it's important to the economy that they continue. That's the purpose of the guideline. So I think a lot of people are realizing, for example, Local nurseries in Idaho Falls are re realizing, well, I, I can sell seeds and flowers just like they are at the big box stores down the road. Yeah. So I'm going to open. And they're, so I think part of it is education of the public. Mm. They're realizing that they are important and they are essential. The, the reality, though, is, is that they're, because of the, now it becomes a matter of life for many people right. and it, people are going to be making a decision to if, if the governor doesn't lift this on Thursday, people will be making a decision of if they're going to follow that order mm -hmm. or if they're going to provide for their family. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, because that's what it's all about. When you can't feed your family, you can't pay your mortgage. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the governor is putting people into that situation because they're going to do it anyways yep. because yeah. it's a matter of life. And uh, it's going to be hard, though, because in, for us, we have this conflict. And and like you, you know, like we started out, I was raised to, um, I actually quoted this Bible verse from Romans last week that 
I was taught to that we sh- we were to obey the government. Right. And if we don't agree with the government, then we should work to change it. And that's what I've always tried to do. But it does. It's unfortunate because people will be making that decision to survive at the same time, knowing that it's against it's yeah. a conflict with the governor's order. And I, I just really would wish that our governor would not be placing that burden on the people of Idaho. Right. So Governor uh, Little signed the, the resolution on uh, March 25th. You've been on the show. You've been on the show before. And we like to ask the question, if you're governor for a day on March 25th, what would you have done? I would, I would not have issued a statewide isolation at home order. I would not have done that. And I would not have shut down businesses. And if, and if, if the governor had to leave the town, the state today or tomorrow, I'd, I would uh, eliminate, I would allow it to expire. I would end it immediately. And you sitting here wondering why you ain't in the meetings and you wonder why he ain't calling you back <laughs> and you wonder why you ain't getting the inside scoop. It's because of that right there. See, is that see Lieutenant governor? <laughs> <laughs> Janice McGeehan, thank you so much for joining us on Cross Politic. We um, grateful for, grateful to have you. I like this little fight inside. I'm hoping it stays there and friendly. Yeah, and, and I'm serious. hoping our protests are, that yeah. we're doing are friendly and support our governor and lieutenant governor. We can get back to working here in Idaho and get back to normal. We don't go through this again. No, please. I just I just hope for your rally on Friday. I I hope it's not necessary because yeah. the governor would have allowed the isolation order to expire. Yeah. That's my hope. But yeah. if you do still meet then I appreciate the fact that you're going either way, whether it's lifted or not. I appreciate your emphasis on, on gathering together to, to support and lift up all of the leaders in prayer because yep. we, we need it, especially our president and um, well, all of all leaders across the country. Thank you for, thank you for doing that. that mm. that's thank you for important. serving our state. Yeah, thank we, you for, we, yeah. we know that it's not easy to be in the limelight and, to do what you know is right in serving the people and yeah. serving the people we yeah. know you're making some people upset yeah. and good uh, on you <laughs> but we we appreciate that the right kind of stuff if you're single get married if you're married have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until tomorrow love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross politic wow god bless you god bless you too